Find a moment of calm at Classical WETA 90.9 FM. Available to stream now at classicalweta.org or on the Classical WETA app. The buzz is very big in the desert southwest where it's really never gone away after some weird happenings in the skies over Phoenix recently. Here's NBC's Robert Hayes. You can accept it or be stupid and be a skeptic. Unconceivable, unbelievable. <laughs> Unidentified flying objects. Welcome to the I Want to Believe podcast. I'm Nomar Slavik. I'm Kyle Sawyer. And today, we're going overboard. We're escaping from New York. We're going to talk about the thing that Kurt Russell reported. But first, a quick reminder that all of our I Want to Believe social media and email are in the show notes. Also, you can watch my documentary, Otherworldly and More, on Amazon Prime right now. DVDs are available. Check the show notes for links. All right. Let's get into Mr. Russell's UFO sighting. That's me. <laughs> Kyle, in March of 1997, I was living in Boston, Massachusetts, working as a vacuum cleaner repairman and trying to make it as a musician. I was naive. Now, to the best of your recollection, what were you doing in March of 1997? I was getting ready to graduate high school. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Was that a good... Oh, wait. No. No, I wasn't. Okay. No. <laughs> that is a lie. <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> 1997. In March of 1997, I would have been just finishing up eighth grade. Wow. Because I graduated high school in 2001. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah, so I was just finishing up eighth grade. Okay. Wow, eighth grade. Okay, I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not that much older. I'm not that much older than you, isn't it? Six years? Yeah, I think it's six years. Yeah, that's not bad. It's, it's bad. You know what else was going on during that same time frame? I'll tell you. <laughs> One of the best documented and certainly most witnessed UFO events in the history of ufology. I, don't, I just want to stop you there. Because it's, it's the part I'm Oh, this is what you're reading. <laughs> yeah, because I was like... What the fuck? You know what else was going on during that same time frame? Uh, I'll tell you. Okay. One of the best documented and certainly most witnessed UFO events in the history of ufology. Okay. I did, did I say it right? That you time? did great. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about the Phoenix Lights incident. UFOs were observed in the skies over the states of Arizona, Nevada, and the Mexican state of Sonora on March 13th, 1997. It all started when a civilian pilot reported seeing lights in the sky on his approach to the airport. USA Today wrote, quote, Lights of varying descriptions were seen by thousands of people between 7.30 and 10.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time in a space of about 300 miles from the Nevada line through Phoenix to the edge of Tucson. There were two distinct events involved in the incident. A triangular formation of lights seen to pass over the state and a series of stationary lights seen in the Phoenix area. The United States Air Force identified the second group of lights as flares dropped by an A-10 Warthog aircraft that were on training exercises 
exercises at the Barry Goldwater Range in southwest Arizona. Witnesses claim to have observed a huge carpenter's square-shaped UFO containing five spherical lights or possibly light-emitting engines. Fife Symington, the governor of Phoenix at the time, was one witness to this incident and later called the object otherworldly. You know, dude, I remember laying in my bed, watching TV, half asleep when this news broke. I actually bought a copy of that USA Today newspaper about the incident. I kept it for years, but ultimately lost it during one of my moves. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to share some quotes from witnesses from that night. Want to hear them? Yeah, let's go for it. The first quote comes from New Fork, the National UFO Reporting Center, quoting a witness stating, while doing astrophotography, I observed five yellow-white lights in a V formation moving slowly from the northwest across the sky to the northeast, then turn almost due south and continue until out of sight. The second quote is from Renee Lorith, a witness driving in Phoenix the night of the incident. She said, quote, I will never forget the night of March 13, 1997. I was on my way home from work late at night and heading north on the freeway. Something caught my eye through the passenger window and at first I saw something going over the air traffic control tower and just thought it was a plane taking off and heading west above my car. I thought it was pretty low and it wasn't very fast. A few cars ahead of me pulled over on the side of the freeway and I did as well. I rolled my window down and didn't see the plane go over the top of my car yet. It was so low and the bottom was covered with lights and some of them were flashing. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was moving slow over the top of my car and made no sound at all. It was so big that I couldn't even see the width or length. There was also witnesses from the military. Check out this quote. My name is Staff Sergeant Michael Roeder, retired police. Call sign Tarantula 27C. I was a soldier and OC observer controller stationed at Fort Irwin, California National Training Center. Fort Irwin Training Area is located approximately 30 miles northwest of Baker, California. During the spring of March 97, the OC training group of approximately 10 to 15 soldiers, all at or above the rank of staff sergeant, some enlisted and some commissioned officers, captains, majors, and our commander, colonel, callsign T7, it was around 8 or 9 p.m., completely dark, the armor battalion we were observing was dug in with 10 to 12 M1 Abrams tanks below us on the live fire portion of the training exercise. We OCs were acting as safety officers overlooking the live fire from a huge U-shaped berm directly behind each M1 tank. After the range went hot and a few tanks fired at targets downrange about a mile and a half, there was a pause in the action. That's when one of my friends called me on our OC satellite radio and told me, look behind me to the east. What I saw were four or five bright lights hovering just above the horizon about three or four miles away. However, they were so bright they could be at a greater distance. The distance was great enough so that you couldn't see if the lights were fixed to an object. However, the lights were in a semi-straight line. 
The colonel called a ceasefire until he called range control to get a report on any aircraft in the area. After three or four minutes, the word came back from range control that all aircraft was grounded due to a standard operating procedure on live fire night. In addition, no medevac helicopters were flying due to no emergencies on post. So basically, all 640,000 square acres of land the size of Rhode Island was completely cleared airspace with everything grounded. The order was given to continue the live fire since the lights were not hindering the exercise due to being behind the direction of the firing line. Those are interesting statements and witnesses. What do you think, buddy? Yeah, it's definitely interesting to see how they handled that type of situation. Yeah, I, th I think my favorite one was that military quote and, yeah. and for him to claim that you know, 640,000 square acres of land, you know, everything was grounded in that airspace. That's pretty crazy to still have those lights there. Exactly. So that's basically a very brief summary of the Phoenix Lights incident. Um, there are actually thousands of witnesses, numerous documentaries, movies, and books made about the incident, and we encourage you to check some of them out. Uh, we'll put some links in the show notes. But let's move on, not from the incident, but to another witness who came forward in 2017. Actor Kurt Russell, in an interview with the BBC, stated he was in Phoenix on the night of the incident. He told the story during the promotional run of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 movie. Remember that civilian pilot I mentioned earlier? The one who first reported the lights? As it turned out, it was Kurt Russell. That's so crazy. I'm not sure how many people know this, but Kurt Russell is a pilot and actually owns some planes. Aviation is a passion of his and he takes to the skies as often as he can. But let's get into the night of the incident with what he saw and why he was there. He stated, quote, I was flying my son Oliver to go see his girlfriend and we were on approach. I saw six lights over the airport in absolute uniform in a V shape. Actually, instead of just reading it, let's just play the clip. We're, we're flying in, I was flying him to go see his girlfriend. And uh, we were on approach. And uh, I saw six lights over the airport in absolute uniform in a V shape. And I, and Oliver said to me, I, I was just looking at him and I was coming in, we're maybe a half a mile out and Oliver said, Pa, do you, what, is, what are those lights? And I, and I then it kind of like came out of my <clears throat> reverie and, and I said, I don't know what they are. I said, uh, he said, are we okay here? And I said, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him. And I reported it. And they said, we're not painting anything. We don't show anything. I said, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to declare it's unidentified, it's flying, and it's six objects. Mm -hmm. We landed. I taxied, dropped him off, took off, went back to L.A. Never said a word. He never said a word. I never thought of it. Two years later, Goldie is watching a television show when I came home. Yeah. And the show is on UFOs. But as I'm, I, I came home, hey, honey, how's it going? And I'm kind of hearing this t the TV going, and I stopped, and I started watching, and it was on that event. Now, that was the most, um, that was the most viewed mm -hmm. UFO event. Over 20,000 people uh -huh. saw that. Uh -huh. And I'm watching this, and I f I'm feeling like uh, Richard Dreyfuss mm -hmm. in, in uh, Close, <laughs> Close Encounters of the Third Count. It's like, why, why do I know this, you know? What? And it's not clear to me. And finally I said, then they said the pilot reported it, a general aviation pilot reported it on landing. I'd never thought of it since then, and I said, I, that was me. I, that was me. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute, I'll go to my logbooks. So I went to my logbooks, 
and there was the flight at that time, and I didn't mention anything about the UFO. The fascinating part of that to me Whoa, is that it yeah. would just went literally out of my head, mm, yeah. and, I, and Oliver never mentioned it. And had I not seen that show, I'd have never thought of it again. Amazing. Now, that to me was the weird part. Believe it now, Chris? Yes. Yes. I'm convinced. It's, it's unidentified. It's just unidentified. It's there flying and it's... And it's an object. It's yeah. an object. Yeah. Right. Moving towards you at the... We need to move on Thank to your Giles. film yeah. now. Thank I you, Giles. That's an awesome story, man. <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting. I know, pretty cool. The clip was from 2017, and I have a more recent clip from 2018 when Russell was on Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel asked him about the encounter. Let's listen to that one. All right. There's a story that, uh, another story involving you and your son that I want to ask you about, because I don't know the details on this story, but you guys saw a UFO, true? Oh, you're talking about, yeah. Um, yeah, it is In true. a plane, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Goldie, Goldie had an experience. I, I, she wrote about it in her book. It's, it, it, but anyway, so she's, she's not just a firm believer. She had an experience. So one time, Oliver, I was flying. I was, it was in a, in a time where I was <laughs> kind of like I, I just a couple years earlier learned to fly. So I was still at a period in my life where any excuse to fly would do. He wanted to go to Phoenix to see a friend. And I said, sure, I'll fly. There. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so we flew to we were My dad to wouldn't drive me yeah, over right? the wall, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe bowling, that was it. <laughs> so we're going into Phoenix, and uh, we're, I think it was Sky Harbor, and uh, there's these bank of lights, six lights, uh, in the shape of a triangle going back, right over the airport. And I'm looking at them as I'm coming in. I'm, you know, on the, on the horn talking to them, and I'm coming in. And I, I'm not saying anything about it because I'm kind of confused by it, but it, I can't tell if this is going to be an issue or not with landing. And Oliver said, uh, hey, Pa, what are those lights? And, it was, and I said, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they are. And so anyway, I called up the tower and I said, what are you guys painting tonight over the, over the airport? And they said, we're not showing anything. What, what are you seeing? I said, well, there's six lights in a row. And they said, do you want to report this? And I said, I, look, I, I can't identify it. It's flying and it's six objects. <laughs> so that's what it is, right? So we landed. I dropped him off, flew home. Years later, I come, I come home, and Goldie's watching this show on UFOs. And the most reported one of all time was this one in Phoenix. And I'm watching, I start to see this show, and I said, wait a minute. That's the night Ollie and I were landing in Phoenix. I remember that. And I, had, I, I said, wait a minute, I've got it in my, in my logbook. So I went to my logbook, and I, I didn't mention anything about the, the reporting the UFO, but my... But my, light, my flight was logged. So I said, yeah. And, and on the show, they talked about 20,000 people reporting it and only one um, general aviation pilot. And I said, that's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> right? so, so the weirdest part of that to me, though, was I'd never thought about it from the time I landed until <gasps> I saw that TV show. And when I saw Oliver the next day, he hadn't either. Really? I thought that was kind of bizarre. That's when you know you have an interesting life, when you go like, yeah, UFO. <laughs> and that's pretty much it, man. That, that sums up the Kurt Russell UFO story. What do you think about all that? 
That's pretty crazy, especially coming forward after all this time that he was the pilot that had uh, first encountered it and first reported it. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was really great. Tying in with the whole Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. <laughs> alien space theme kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and in that clip when he sat next to Chris Pratt and stuff, like when Kurt Russell first says that he's the pilot mm. you know it, it was audible gas from the crowd and even chris pratt was like what <laughs> and then they kind of get jokey with it as those types of shows do which is right. kind of annoying but you could tell that kurt russell was 100 percent keeping it serious it was pretty cool all right man that's all i got s3 e2 i'm done <laughs> yeah that's that's two <laughs> that's two in the book that's two in the books we'll get them next time on to the next one. On to the <laughs> what do we say? <laughs> um, until next time. From us to you. From us to you. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>